This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast and here we are on episode number 40 and it's great to have you back. So this episode is a lonely one considering the last sort of several that we've had have all been interviews so far i've noticed a good boost in numbers over sort of halfway through january onwards basically them interviews have brought through wider audiences from you know people that follow them sort of guys on instagram youtube whatever else it might be so if you are still listening and tagging along or if you've just naturally found this podcast this year then welcome uh this ep- this well this podcast in general is just all about talking about everything as you heard from the intro there just anything from actual lawn care practices like my advice on it or my take on it should I say and getting people on the podcast and sharing sort of other people's experiences quite frankly this is what it's all about so throughout all these podcasts we try to share the platform where I can one big thing that's kind of coming up this year that's a change from last year is these people that were getting onto the podcast that are giving these initial interviews we are then hoping to go forward with that and if there's a topic base that suits that person best then hopefully we can have a, a two-way conversation instead of just myself explaining through things because as a bit of feedback that I've had and um, being the episodes are a bit you know shorter when I speak alone that's because in my opinion I don't want to just talk about things that aren't relevant or to drown things on too much past the subject so whenever there's a, a topic to be raised and be talked about you know, if that only takes me 30 minutes, and that only takes me 30 minutes. Whereas, obviously, when you have this second person on the podcast, maybe even more to come, you know, three, four people, it would be quite nice to do it as a group on some episodes as well. Uh, you just, you just share in that platform, and you're able to share experiences and bounce off each other, as I'm sure you're all aware. So, this is episode 40, and this is how we're moving on. If you are new, then I would say, throw back through all these episodes I, I think they're all still very relevant especially them first 10 episodes I, I keep saying this them first 10 are like main practices of marketing and you know speaking about pricing and all that may change you know the the baseline of it the actual you know template of it all is still there and it still stands so if you're new to any of it then them first 10 episodes you might get a lot from so feel free to have a little roll back through and check them out but being the first podcast back, I'm just going to, by myself, I'm just going to share a couple of the reviews that we've had lately. Uh, 
so there's two here. Both have been very five-star reviews, what I'm really happy with. First one's from Daniel MacLeod, SGS, and it reads, Always love firing on the latest podcast on a Monday morning. Full of both knowledge and banter. And more. Uh, what more could you want? Keep up the great work. And the second one is from CS Garden Services. That reads, Another great podcast, Sam. Enjoyed every minute. So again, thank you very much for these reviews. I mentioned not so long ago on social media that we ended this podcast broke into the top 100 of iTunes charts for home and garden I believe it was um sorry the leisure category it was top 100 what to get into you've got to realize you know there must be thousands of podcasts out there so through you guys listening in tuning in um sharing it with friends sharing it on Instagram you know that all that's what helps it because it brings it on wider audiences and it proves to the algorithm that it's worth listening to, so then it fires off. Uh, so if you haven't already, we're sitting on about 25 five-star reviews, what's absolutely fantastic. If I can ask any of you listening now, you know, we're in a good number of listens per episode. If you just take a minute of your time to head over to iTunes, all you need to do is type in this podcast name, and if you scroll down to the bottom there, you can leave whatever star rating you want to and say whatever you want or you don't even need to say anything at all and it will let you leave that review without making an account. So if you could do that for me, that would be brilliant and uh, we'd hit this year rolling. But there you are, there are reviews there. I'm going to apologise just in advance uh, if I sound a bit nasally or anything like that. I have been uh, struck down with COVID this week so I'm currently in my last sort of couple of days of isolating. So absolutely fine, nothing to worry about but uh, yeah, just trying to get through that. So apologies but the podcast still needs to go out and be done. So first thing I want to speak on today and the overall topic of this episode is starting the lawn care season and what I mean by this is just some of the general practices that I've been doing in the last sort of four weeks to the point of mowing the first lawn. So what I've been kind of working on and just what I've been doing over the last sort of four weeks really. The first big one that I want to touch on that you would have seen if you followed me on social media is the Ego Press Day event. Now, if you're not too sure of the brand Ego, um, then it is a zero emissions brand. So they do battery equipment only uh, from domestic range all the way up through to commercial. And they are basically just pushing on the whole battery platform. They've got this challenge 2025 where they're just trying to lower emissions massively. Now, to say that we would get to absolute zero would be, you know, maybe a, a far cry. But it's to try and spread the awareness of, you know, the, what the fuel counterparts of these, you know, products do and how basically harmful they are for the environment. If you're unaware, one of the statistics that they pushed out to us on this Ego Press Day uh, event was that running a brush cutter, for example, for an hour is worse than running a small car, you know, and... um it's when you put things into perspective like that, you think, how can it possibly be so much smaller engines and all that sort of stuff? Well, the truth of the matter is, what I never really knew with it, is the engine, these two-stroke engines, they're so unregulated for brush cutters, blowers, whatever it might be, that you know all the stuff that they, they spit out in, into the environment, it's really bad. you know. So if anyone's actually interested in hearing the backup for this, because I I'm not going to lie, I don't know it all off by heart. Get in touch. Uh, Ego very kindly sent all of us guys that went down there, uh, basically a, a PDF of different forms and it, the, the case that they sort of ran and some of the 
some of the statistics that they ran and that they came out with. So if you're interested in any of that and like just learning more and just seeing what the sort of differences are, then let me know. Just drop me an email at jrocklc at gmail.com or just DM me on Instagram and I can send them through whatever way possible. But basically this Ego Press Day event, there was myself, Dave Warner, who is the lawn guy. Uh, you've got Mike Day from Mike Day Garden Maintenance and Greg Francis from Greg's Moon, who you would have seen all them guys on YouTube, I'm sure, at some point or another. Uh, they're also pretty big on Instagram as well. And basically we all got invited down and it, I think people naturally think when, when you're taking pictures or videos or whatever it might be with a brand that all of a sudden you're sponsored by them and you know, you're going to preach their way because, you know, they're giving you loads of free stuff or blah, blah, blah. It's not the case. None of us has went down there and have been, as far as I'm aware, been promised, you know, a 12-month contract of getting free kit and getting paid X amount. You know, that hasn't happened. So the whole point of it, I believe, is to sort of spread awareness and sort of try and pass it about across the board of those people that are online to be able to learn more and then be able to pass that on so like i say with them statistics it's just bringing that to light and doing it through you know the influencer market rather than just pushing posters out or you know things on their website but while we were down there not only did we get to meet the team who was you know massively helpful you know they accommodated us really well it was a fantastic day uh we were only down there for about five hours you know i traveled from north scotland so i think i flew on the the Wednesday morning at like the 27 flight in the morning took about an hour and a bit to get down into London and then I stayed in the hotel in the night time and then we went to the event next day so you know I traveled a long way for this and none of this was paid for or covered you know this was all part of you know for me to go there I had to cover all the expenses myself so when we got down into the event it was we had a brief in the beginning and this was all just sort of educational it was telling us about the Z60 turn mower, what I'll go into in a second, uh, as well as the Blue Ranger kind of touched on as well, as well as all these pollutant statistics that they had and the research that I'd done, just trying to teach us more about this challenge 2025. And all it is is it's a movement of trying to change whatever gear you can that obviously still had to fit, still has to fit in the line of your business in the parameters but whatever you can move, you move to battery. And in my opinion with this, as anyone knows that follows me, I'm a massive Husqvarna user anyway. I, I openly say, you know, I love their products. There's nothing about me that would dislike their products. Um, but, you know, the hedge trimmers, for one, stand the test of time. If anyone's checked out my latest YouTube, one of my latest YouTube videos, uh, I reduced this like 80 meter long beach hedge by about seven foot all with battery equipment, you know, and it it handled it really well. And it is possible, you know. It doesn't have to be fuel every single time. Now, the argument normally with this is, yeah, but batteries cost so much, and honestly, I understand you. You know, paying 300 quid for a battery is a big investment. You know, you're used to paying around about that much money for an attachment that you can then offer a different service like you know might be able to add an edger blade on or you might be able to add i don't know like a another blower to your to your arsenal or you might be able to add some more uh garden equipment to your to your van whatever it might be you're used to being able to see in like another service appear from 
adding this much money to your company, right? You know, you're used to it. Whereas with a battery, you just feel, because it's only the fuel, you don't really see that as much as being a benefit straight away. Whereas what you'll find is, once when you do invest in that, the amount of pressure it takes off is, in my opinion, massive because you're not worrying about spillages. You're not worrying about half as much maintenance as what you would have to do with a fuel engine. Um, they simply come home at night when you get out, just when you get out the van and you grab your phone and everything else, you're just grabbing a few batteries out the back as well. But it is expensive and I do get that. But it's really just moving forward in this direction of, you know, can it be possible and can I use it in mine? And I think that's all what that Challenge 2025 is about, is wherever possible you can make that change, then go for it. You know, and there's loads of brands out there still doing an amazing job at it. Husqvarna do. Um, I believe there's some Echo range out there as well. A company I actually only heard of the other day was Pelic, I think it was called, and they do a lot of commercial range battery gear. Um, and Ego, Ego's really stepped up, and that's kind of part of what we seen when we were down there, was that I originally thought Ego was very much a domestic-based market, and we've been very much proved wrong. They had the new chainsaws down there. They seem to do a brilliant job. bit heavier than the Husqvarna variant, but on that, there was uh, its cut quality was brilliant. It didn't sound too whiny. The battery, you know, seemed from the figures they were saying, lasts a good amount of time. Um, it just seems to be there. But the the thing that we re- I'm pretty sure I can say for all of us we enjoyed jumping on was their Z6 Zero Turn Mower. Now, I haven't jumped on Zero Turn Mowers. It's not something that I've ever needed or had to require. So, you know, it's not something I've had to use. But jumping on theirs, I was really impressed with. And this is something that could be, in my opinion, used commercially. It is just a, a question of how many batteries do you need? How long is it going to last? And the figure that they chuck out, Ego do, is two and a half acres. And I believe that's the 12 amps, uh, six 12 amp batteries. It needs 15 amps just to get going. But you need, you know, you could six 12 amp batteries would be the max. And that would get you up to two and a half uh, acres of cutting. Now, what you've got to remember is that side discharge. Now, that's fine for a lot of these commercial sites and, you know, even a lot of customers. You're there regular enough. Mulching is fantastic, especially side discharge. You're going to get a neater finish most of the time than if it's a rear discharge, in my opinion. Now, the one question I did ask with a guy that was there, and I said this on my video, so all of this is kind of capped up on a YouTube video of the Ego Press event. Feel free to check that out, and that shows you it in person, us being on these machines and chatting and all the rest of it. But one thing I did ask is, Right, well, when you put the bagger on, what's what's the difference? What changes? And basically, your two and a half acres dropped down to an acre. So, you know, that's more than a 50% fall in cutting distance just because you're collecting grass. But it's that vacuum of pushing the grass up into the bag that apparently takes up more battery. The whole thing of going up and down hills and, you know, all that sort of stuff apparently doesn't affect it much at all. So... It's just good to know. It's all good stuff. But at that Ego Press Day event, it was awesome. And I just want to speak about it slightly because that is the first one that I've ever been invited to. I've got to meet some guys that I've been speaking to online for ages now. Uh, you know, Mike and Dave, more more particular, as you know, if you skipped through a few episodes ago, they were both on the podcast. And at the time of them coming on the podcast, I wasn't aware that this event was even happening. So it was all pretty last minute. But it was fantastic to be able to network. And I think a lot of sort of what we talk about in here, that is relevant. Being able to get in touch with people and actually have real conversations about this industry 
what you think's better, how you're moving forward, what do you think I should do about this? I don't think that's a harmful thing. You know, the days of sort of feeling like you can't ask because you need to be the subject matter expert kind of should be out the window, in my opinion. You know, this whole thing about having this online community should be that so we can all reach out and if there is a question you want to ask, then ask it. You know, if you're getting parts from somewhere and they're being, you know, delivered to like a fantastic service, then you should be able to do that. For example, Dave Warner, the lone guy, on one of his previous videos, if you check it out, and Dave's probably listening now, so hello, mate. Um, while he got rudely distracted, one of his scarifiers rolled off, banged into his van, and it, it um, bent the height adjuster, I believe it was, on his cannon. And really, you could panic about that, and you wouldn't know how to move forward, but him being with the company that he is, his replacement was more or less on its way in next to no time at all, and it was through the company he was using. So, you know, seeing that sort of thing, it leads you towards certain brands. Whereas you look at, for example, Zero Turn Moors uh, stand-ons, so right, as we mentioned in this event that was passing, all parts are stopping uh, getting manufactured and delivered, I believe, to the UK. So it's only basically the parts that are in circulation from right themselves that you can get. You know, these conversations need to be happening to make us all aware of. And, you know, especially something like this, starting the season where you're looking at investing in kit and going forward, you know, these conversations are really important. So that's just my little two pence on that part. But I just think it's key. And the community is there to help. And anyone that you need to get in touch with, whether it's me, one of the, whether it's one of the other guys that are happy to help online, then do it. Because at the end of the day, you know, being a sole, solo owner operator in a lot of these businesses that we're in, you don't always have someone to double check with, you know, so this community is a good way to bounce off someone and just make sure that, you you know, you can double check your answers almost, you know what I mean? And I think that's important. But starting the season, so that is a few things that I've been focusing on there with the Ego event. But actually starting and moving forward, there's just a few topics that I want to touch on. And this is going to be upselling, notifying clients, equipment upgrades, staying firm but flexible, insurance stock is ready, and new starts. So, and that's new starts as a new beginners in garden. But start with there is upselling. So, one thing that I've offered in the previous years is loan treatments. I get quite a lot of people asking me about this. Uh, you know, I realise my company is loan care and gardening. So, as a whole, you'd think I just offer everything off the bat. Not exactly. So, the way I've run my company today is by offering what I can handle, you know, so everything is there to be able to be done, so I can do full aerations, I can do full scarifications, you know, renovations, whatever it might be, full treatment programs, but I don't push it out publicly, if a client asks me about it, that's when I'll bring it forward and do it, and that's just because I've been trying to rework the model of the business, so if you're in the beginning here and you're thinking about how things are going and if you need to be 100% sure at once, you can be slightly flexible. You don't need to know absolutely everything at once. You know, you can remodel after a year, try something out and then change it a little bit. And basically what I found is there was enough people asking me for treatment programs, kind of like how some of the major brands out there might be doing on a regular basis, but they only do treatments. And I've kind of either turned it down because I haven't had time or I just haven't had the structure in my business to be able to offer it efficiently. 
And so one thing I've done this year is I've been trying to upsell. So I created things like this treatment program where I have basically locked in a spreadsheet through Excel. If anyone doesn't want to pay for Excel, like I don't want to do, then use Google Sheets. Google Sheets is completely free and it just looks like an Excel document. The fantastic thing with Google Sheets, and I'm sure probably Excel as well, is for example, I use it on my MacBook. So when I go back, if I do any alterations to that spreadsheet for treatments, so you know I've got spring, summer, autumn, winter in a booster treatment, so five treatments a year, all within that, and I'll basically tick them off as I've done that client. But I've also got the sizes of each one of them loans put into the columns, and then it gives me a total size at the bottom, so how much product I would need. This will come relevant very shortly. With having that in the with a sheet, it means that when I'm then on the job and I get there, I carry around scales with us, so I measure out the fertilizer that I'll be putting down on a client's loan. I just quickly then open sheets on my phone, what carries straight across. It's a live document. So if you change it on your phone, it'll change on your laptop. If you change it on your laptop, it'll change on your phone. And I do this, so all I do is open it up. I can see that Barbara needs 4.7 kilograms of spring fertilizer. So I can just wait out straight away. I don't need to do the maths there on the spot. The information's already there. When I've done it, I can just cross it off, go to the next house and get that done. So this is what I mean. This spreadsheet that I've kind of put in now, it might be quite an old way of doing it. People might use CRMs like Jobber. I don't know how that much that would help, but they are they can very much so help your business. For me personally, this is fine for the small scale treatment work I am currently doing. So this is how I work it out. And by doing this, 50 50% of the people that I've got onto this is already been my my regular clientele. So when it comes through a sort of notifying notifying clients, what I'll go on with in a second, all I had to do is add an extra paragraph to the bottom of that basically email I sent out and said, right, I am now offering this package with five treatments, blah, blah, blah. Takes two minutes of your time. You send it off to everyone that you send that email to, and then you see who comes back. And there you're upselling work without the, you know, having to go to five, 10, 20 new locations, whatever it might be. Instead, all that's happened is that when I finish a cut on someone's lawn in spring, I'm then going to hang around for an extra five minutes to put down a treatment afterwards. So now that 30 pound cut has just turned into, you know, a 60 pound visit. Yeah, not every single every single time, but over the year of them five products uh, applications, that's going to add up. So upselling is a great way that once when you get into, into the sort of the line of business of having your set clientele but wanting to expand slightly and just make more money from what you've got, then this is a fantastic way to do it. And that's what I've been doing with the treatment program. Another thing that I've been doing as well is uh, I looked at price increases I think this kind of ties into the battery side a little bit, but the way fuel's going, you know, it was maybe one, it was at 139 last year where I was at, at one point or another. It might even been a bit lower than that at some point. And, you know, we're up around 180 at the minute. And from what I'm hearing on the news and everything else, it could go up to around £2.50 by the end of the year per litre, what's absolutely crazy. Now, for anyone that runs a business, whether traveling a lot in a van, car, whatever it might be, and you're, paying, you're taking the hit on the price of that fuel, you need to be able to keep in touch with 
this sort of information and react accordingly. So I'm not going to take any any sort of precautions with this. I've just seen that that's coming. So although I didn't want to do a price increase this year, I was going to keep everything the same. I feel like I've kind of had to because it's not that it's so bad at the minute, but how are we going to look in five months? And when everything's going up for everyone else, do I really want to be dropping the bomb and going, actually your cut is now £35 instead of 30 whatever it might be, right in the middle of that, no, I don't. I'd rather do it before it happens and so it feels a bit more spread out over time for that customer because you chuck in your price increase as well as the electrics in, uh, electric increase if a landlord increases the rent and the stores up, uh, up their price of food and blah, 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 everything else, you could be the first person that they want to get rid of and they go, you know what, we'll just buy a 50 quid fly mower and try and do it ourselves. So really, you need to be kind of aware of that. And that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to suss it and kind of get ahead of the curve with it. And if that helps anyone out there, then, you know, let me know if that's helped. Or if you're thinking about it in a slightly different way, share it. And, you know, I'll talk about it in the next episode. But the next one being notifying clients. This is another thing before getting into the season. So the one thing that I do is, and I do this every year, and I normally try and do it multiple times a year, is I do email campaigns. Now, I spoke about this in more depth on one of my earlier episodes, you know, within them first 10, as I was saying at the beginning. But if you don't use it already, then honestly, download it. It saves so much bother and it gives you brilliant data. It's called MailChimp. So what this is, is a platform where, with your client's permission, you can add their email address to this database. It doesn't get shared with anyone else apart from yourself. You make an email campaign, so a poster, a normal written email, however you're going to do it. I usually create something on the app itself, on MailChimp. Uh, it allows you to sign it off in different ways, have different pictures there. You can basically design an email so it looks really fancy. You know, it's what, imagine when you get a spam email from Curry's or something and, you know, it's showing you whatever. It's that full sort of poster look. But because you're a local name, it's not going to look like spam. But anyway, so you go through this uh, email on app called MailChimp, write it all out, and roughly around, I would say, midway through February, I send out an email. And all that'll do is it's me getting in touch with them, say, hello, you know, I'm still here. This is what I'm expecting for this season. I'll be in touch soon with all your cutting dates. Uh, If there's anything that you're thinking of, renovations, treatments, whatever else, let me know um, in the meantime. You know, it's just keeping in touch with your clients so that from November, December through to March, April, whatever it might be, they don't just forget about you and go, oh, you know, someone's already knocked on our door and we'll just take them because, you know, it's it's easy, you know. You're already in the, the front of their mind to for them to get in touch with you or that you've already been in touch with them. And it just keeps you relevant in that conversation of, you know, if you're returning and when you're going to be doing that. So notifying clients is key. Make sure that you've, if you haven't done that already, then definitely do it now. If you're starting in a couple of weeks, start reaching out to all your clients, letting them know of your start dates. Um, usually, if you've been doing it enough years, they'll already know how you're working. This sort of segment isn't really for you. It's for the new startup guys that, you know, you want to be notifying them a couple of weeks beforehand, if not a couple of months beforehand, to let them know that you're about to get started. 
So the other big one is equipment upgrades, and this ties into the Ego event. So as I was saying, we're not sponsored. Ego hasn't paid us any money at all to talk about this sort of stuff. This is purely just on my experience. So when I talk about brands, it's not because I'm getting paid or whatever else. It is just because I'm trying to share whatever knowledge or thoughts with yourselves. So in this case, with equipment upgrades, the big one has to be battery. Um, as you know, I'm a massively battery user anyway, but one area where I've not been using battery is battery equipment is the mowers. Over the last sort of year or so, Mike Day, he's, he uses them all the time. He's a great advocate for Ego. He, he's really showed that in the way I was speaking to him, he said, we have commercialized you know, these mowers. And it's from a point where it's supposed to be a domestic model, but he's put it through its paces and it's it's still there at the other end, striping loans, um, cutting down overgrown loans to an extent, uh, you know, different levels to get it down into a neat finish. And, you know, he says he's, he's commercialized it. Not that he's actually changing the product, but what he's done is he's used it to a, a normal, you know, months and months of normal work and seeing if it can keep up and, you know, it's shown that it has. But one thing that I'll say before I go any further is with any battery brand, you need to be prepared to pay for the batteries, you know, probably more than what you need. Because it'd be nothing worse than if you get three quarters of the way through your day, you've got one, two houses left, you've got no room for the next week to be able to refit them in, and you're out. The batteries are gone. So you need to have some form of, you know, expectance to, to keep things going. And in my case with that, and the only way I can find it is to buy more. And they are expensive. So for about a seven and a half amp battery, you're looking at around £300. What is a lot of money, like I've said. And that runs for around about an hour. It is a lot. And now the bigger batteries, the 10 amps, they're about 400 430 You might be able to get them cheaper somewhere else, but, you know, they're roughly around that range. So it's a, it's a lot of money for, you know, when you think about it, maybe an hour and a half, two hours runtime. But what you've got to think with it is that is saving you money for three years. You know, there's good warranties on these batteries and you're going to get that return. Yes, it's not going to be in the first month, I doubt, but in 12 month, 24 month, you've got to think of the longer game here. It's going to get to a point where that battery is paid for itself in what the fuel equivalent would have been. And once when you hit that point, you could probably choose to work that out if you wanted to. You know that every single use you're saving X amount of money through just charging the battery and not having to refill at a station, you know. So because of that, I've really taken to it. The only one drama I had with the Ego Moa was the fact, and I told the lads this when I was down there, is I was kicking the bag. And whether that's just because I've got lanky legs and I like to stride it out a little bit as I'm used to the wee bang, I am not too sure. But I did find myself kicking the bag. Uh, with that, I just need to take a shorter step. Simples. But, you know, it, it was the only bad, literally the only bad thing I had to say about it. Um, yeah, its response was, was pretty good. The only other thing I think we all said at the time, and this isn't a review podcast, but was that when you first get going, it takes, it's got almost like a seconds, one second lag to kind of pick up the speed. Whereas... You know, with a, a fuel mower, as soon as you pull the self-propellment handle, that's you, you're aware, you're, you're at the speed in the split second. You know, it's maybe a second delay on the ego. There's, you know, there's a bit of lag getting into it. But seeing the cut quality, seeing how it 
performs, seeing how light it is, how good of a finish it leaves with the roller on, you know, it just really made me want to go to it. So the equipment that I'll definitely be upgrading to this year, still not unsure on which one, will be the mower, 100%. The Z6, I have just not got the need for it at the minute. Although I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking, can I make that work? You know, because this thing's fancy. Like, it's got a little screen down on your right-hand side. You can change, I think, three or four different settings of blade speed, as well as the speed for the the mower itself. So you can have the handles all the way down in a comfortable position, but going slightly slower speed if you wanted to. You know, if you wanted more control. It's got three preset control settings. A USB, a USB input, so you can charge your phone. Uh, within time, they've said that you'll be able to do like diagnostics on the machine just through plugins. You know, all this sort of stuff. It's it's really it's really out there. It's up there, and it's a fantastic machine. But just for the moment, it's not something I can. I could definitely use it one hundred percent. If Eagle would like to send me a Z six to trial for six months and tell them what I think about it, one hundred percent. I've got about five loans I could stick it on tomorrow. But for me to spend, you know, four grand on the on the body and then maybe three grand on batteries, I can't justify that at the moment. But what I am getting at with this is that you can be thinking of, you know, where you're going to be going. And really, this is sort of winter talk, you know, and I've spoke about this, is with the equipment upgrades that you're going to be going for. But really, once when you get started, it's also a bear in mind, especially if you're a new start, when you get the first four, six weeks through, you need to sort of be looking at what you're doing, looking at how the current tools that you've got, how they're performing, and where you can move from, and if you need to bring anything else in. So it's just worth keeping at the front of your memory, okay, at the front of your brain, what I need and what I might need it for. But the next bit that I'm going to come on to here is staying firm but flexible. And this is meant more within speaking about your clients, quite frankly. And this is because of recent experiences. One client, for example, that I had last year, was happy with a fortnightly cut all the way through. This lawn must be around 200 to 250 meters squared. It's only grass cutting, so I don't need to worry about that too much. There's no treatments involved or anything else. It's a rented property, so they don't want any improvements. But when I'm there cutting the grass on a fortnightly basis through the active growing season, I can easily empty that grass bag four or five times on the wee bag. I think that's a 70 liter bag. You know, so I take a fair bit out every single time. Anyway, they replied to one of my emails that I've just told you about me pushing out. And they said, happy with all the above, but can we move it to uh, every three weekly cut? To that, I said no. So for myself, I don't offer anything more than fortnightly. So it's almost that position of holding your ground. You know, if your service is running in a certain way, feel free. And you don't have to. If you want to bend over to that and say yeah I'll do it for every three weeks for you you know I'm happy to just have you as a client and that's perfect and you know if they're a client that's well enough you know they're paying you well enough the garden's worth it then yeah I don't see a problem with it but for me that I don't want to have to turn up to an, an a mess of an overgrown garden every single time and you know go over it twice just to two three times just to get it down to the right kind of height or you know whatever it might be just so I'm happy with the finish because at the end of the day, they might ask for it, but I wouldn't be happy just going in there and leaving it a mess. So I said no on that. I'm still waiting to hear back from that client, but it's the fact that you're within your own right to just turn around and say no, like in the nicest way possible. 
Unfort and all I said is unfortunately I don't offer anything less than a fortnightly visit and mainly that's because if you've got someone weekly on a weekly visit it's easy to plan your calendar fortnightly it's easy because you just split them into two blocks throughout the month every three weeks is just landing on a different type of weekend or different type of week you know every three weeks and it just doesn't sit well with me organizing as well as the work that I'd have to do once I get there so it's kind of staying firm but the flexible point I'm not a complete you know stubborn with this sort of thing and sticking to my guns if it's something normal like you know the weather's played up and all of a sudden we've got massively hard frosts or there's a foot of snow on the ground and they say Sam don't worry about coming this week um you know this is the case with the weather if I agree with it then I'll be like absolutely you know and there's no fee there or anything like that there has to be a bit of give and take alongside with that is personal situations another point where I, w I wouldn't be uptight about it is if all of a sudden we're like unfortunately we're having you know it's my mother's 60th birthday Um, I would love it if you could come in any earlier but if you can't could we just skip this week because we're going to have 50 people on the lawn you know if that was going to be the case then again as long as they let me know enough in advance that I can put someone else in because there's always someone getting in touch wanting the grass done and the way that it normally is is throughout the season I'm turning people away and adding them to waiting lists because there's not enough room for them so as long as they let me know you know seven days in advance at least is what I'd like to say then it gives me time to be able to ring around and put someone else into that gap and the way it normally is in summer and most of you will find this the same way as well is that there's someone that gets in touch about something weekly you know what I mean and with that it just gives you that chance to put someone in that slot so staying firm but flexible is the other tip that I'm going to give for getting started in this season last couple of things ensuring stock is ready so this is another thing that I've been doing on this spreadsheet and now if anyone's interested in how I lay out these spreadsheets for treatments and things like that then please let me know. I will happily uh, send you over my Google Sheets and um, how that's laid out. If you're just, again, on the same email or just DM me, something like that. But what I basically do for insurance stock is ready is before the season starts, you obviously want to order in your stock. Personally, I like to order in spring and summer stock before season begins, just so I know that I'm, I'm good until sort of summertime. And then as I'm working my way through the summer fertilizers, I'll then order in autumn and winter. And I just, one, it stops me from having to have a huge sort of storage container for however much fertilizer I need. And secondly, it just helps the cash flow. I don't need to pay, you know, 500 quid or whatever it might be on loads of fertilizer at the beginning of the season. I can just drip it through the air. So that's the way I run that. But that goes back to the spreadsheet. When I put down the client's name, where they live, and then I've got, you know, them different columns of spring, summer, booster, autumn, winter. I also have then already worked out how much fertilizer I need to go on that property. You know, you might want to add a 10% spill rate or, you know, if you want to put a bit extra down into them columns. But then it brings me that total at the bottom. For anyone that doesn't know Excel spreadsheets or whatnot, it can automatically add it up. So as soon as you type in the figure, it adds in the whole column. If I hope you know what I mean here. And what that's going to give you is for a spring treatment, everyone together, you know, 350 kilogram might be your total. And then you can order that in ahead. You know what I mean? So not only is this helping me stay on top of it, I'm able to track it, but I'm also able to use it for uh, 
my orders and just basically ensuring that I've got enough stock there ready as well. So that is the ones that are Excel and the Google Sheets. I'll just say that again. So last little touch here, and the last thing I'm going to sort of speak about in this episode is for the new starters. So this is sort of aimed at the new guys coming in. I put up a post on Instagram yesterday that got quite a bit of traction. Um, quite a people, quite a lot of people got in touch with us, and plenty of people commented and liked it, whatever else. And it was actually a picture of the loadout of my car when I first started, and it had a cylinder mower, and had a cylinder mower a long reach hedge trimmer and a short reach hedge trimmer and a strimmer all in the back of a car and it had a broom in there as well and it was basically just all the stuff that I had when I was sort of three months into starting the business and then the next one was the van that I had last year and then the last picture was the new van I've got and the reason why I shared it wasn't to be like look at my progression this could be you blah 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 it wasn't that sort of way what I was trying to get across with it is if you're just starting out this year and you're listening now and you know, you've know you got your mower in the back of your Fiesta or your family estate or your SUV, whatever it might be, and you're using your family car to be able to do this and you're thinking, Jesus is ninja. Like, this is a pain. Every time going out, pulling the mower out the back or the kids need to get in and he empty it all again. Then this bit is just to shout out to you and just say, look, do not worry. If you haven't checked it out already, look at the feedback that's on that Instagram post and the amount of people that are saying, oh, I started out with this car, I know exactly how you feel, this is how my car looked, or blah, blah, blah. So many people have been in your shoes, starting with you know, the, the littlest of amounts. And one story that I always like to tell is, and anyone that's listened to all my podcasts would have heard it enough times, is when I started, the way I got by in the beginning was literally by... The only fuel mower I had was my cylinder mower that I invested in for my home loan. Now, I didn't have a rotary. So the only way I could get through my properties when I first started, because I had this, you know, I had this this pipe dream of cylinder cutting everyone's lawns, being there, you know, at that client's house twice a week, earning great money, blah, blah, blah. And what the reality was is people just want weekly or fortnightly grass cuts, right? They, they don't want everything amazing not everyone wants a, a fine cut loan and what it brought me to is I had such a little budget going into this around three four hundred pound whatever it was at the time and I had to basically strim the whole garden so there'd be 150 meters squared and the loan might only have been 80 mil something like that you know what I mean but I had to strim the whole garden first to be able to get it down low enough so that the cylinder would actually bite on it and leave a decent cut and that's the way I got through you know nine out of ten loans in the beginning for the first sort of few months until I went right this is redonkulous I need to invest in it and actually I don't even think it was a few months by the second month I was like right this needs to change but what I'm getting at is you don't always start with the perfect stuff you know you might see vans fully kitted out or you know some of us that have got like van racking and it looks like we've got loads of kit and you know, it doesn't start there. That does come with time, but it comes with reinvestment, patience, and just sort of graft, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Uh, the amount of people that say that they just dug in deep for the first year and then that managed to set them up for the second year, for the third year, is unbelievable. So it's just a little passing comment to you first starts this year, or if you're just new in the business in the last 12 months, don't worry, keep going. The clients will come and just market correctly. If in doubt, 
listen to some of these podcasts that I've got in the past about marketing your business through Google My Business, targeted Facebook adverts, Gumtrees, um, different Facebook groups to put out on. There's, there's just little nuggets of gold, hopefully, earlier on in these podcasts that you're going to be able to take away and hopefully help you with. But we don't always start with the perfect things, but it is just cracking on and you know progressing forward and moving upwards and just trying to be better each time. So, yeah, that's enough rambling on that, but I just want to show a bit of support with it. And if you've got any questions on that or the first 12, 18 months or how I found it, then get in touch. But... This episode has just basically been a little ramble on for me. I am going to be bringing guests back on the podcast. There's loads of people that still want to come on and sort of share their, their points of views and speak about some serious stuff as well. Like there's a lot of lads that have struggled massively with mental health that are in this solo trade. And um, there's been two that's reached out to me that I can think of, you know, prominently. And, and they want to share their story with you. So, you know, there is going to be more serious episodes like that, that I'm sure a lot of you can probably connect with. Um, as well as just other experiences of being in the trade or there's lads from more the commercial side that touch with tenders, what are like uh, contracts for councils and things like that. That's all going to be coming on the podcast very soon. Um, so thank you very much for listening in this week. This has just been me again rambling on, but I do thank you for joining. So if you can, just remember, find that podcast through uh, either Apple on iTunes or through Spotify. It's everywhere. But on Apple iTunes is the one where you can rate it and subscribe to it. That would be massively appreciated. And for anyone else that hasn't followed me anywhere else, apart from on podcast, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube under jrocklongcairngardening. And I try and provide videos and content all year round to do with hedge reductions, uh, grass jobs, quoting up renovations, quoting up one-off jobs, all that sort of stuff. So follow along if you can. Drop me a comment. Let me know that you've came from the podcast. and We can have a little chat. But no, till next week, thank you very much for joining. And I wish you a great weekend. Take care.